Hi everyone, this is John. I produce the hard way. As Tom likes to say, he does the hard way and I do all the hard work. I'm very excited to introduce season two of the hard way. This season, we're going to be spreading our wings and soaring like eagles. Fish eagles don't sound nearly as cool as they should. One of the changes we've made is that you can now ask Thomas questions via SpeakPipe. If you've got questions about adventuring, camping, 4x4ing, gear, beer, and mere vacuum flasks, you can go to speakpipe.com forward slash the hard way and drop us a voice message. Thomas will answer your question in an upcoming episode unless he thinks it's stupid or just doesn't want to. Thomas doesn't take kindly to being told he has to do something. That's speakpipe.com forward slash the hard way, all one word, to leave your questions. Recently, Thomas had the opportunity to test the new Land Rover Defender, so he brought some 4x4 experts and enthusiasts into the Awarewolf bar for a marathon six-hour recording session with plenty of beer, whiskey, and pizza. In this five-part series, each guest shares a 4x4 adventure story. We hear about Thomas's experience with the new Defender. We fight about whether it's any good, what it's for, and who it's for. And then finally, in just a tip, each driver delivers their top tips for 4x4 enthusiasts. Many thanks to our guests, Davide Locatelli-Rossi, Rob Crawford, and Giovanni Colle. You can find links to their Instagram accounts in the show notes, as well as the details of a couple of books mentioned in the conversations. Without further ado, we bring you The Hard Way, Season 2. Enjoy. Hi guys, uh, welcome back to the Just Like Papa podcast, The Hard Way. Uh, we're back at uh, a Werewolf Bar. We're here with John. Say hi. Hello. We've got Davide. Hi. We've got Giovanni. Hello. We've got Rob. Hi. And we've got Albert. Uh, How's it? Old favorite. Hi, I'm Davide. I um, think that we're starting off with misfortunes, right? First of all, I don't see misfortunes as misfortunes. I always see the positive side of misfortunes, and that's why perhaps I'm here. Um, and uh, the reason how I came about here is that I think it was um, it was a big one. We were camping one night, yeah, around the fire. We came up the, with the idea of just like Papa. No, no, yeah, we've actually mentioned it before, like how it started, like just a story around a fire and how you go, cool, let's start something. And then mm -hmm. you actually start doing it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh, you have to work. Mm. Oh, this takes effort. <laughs> it's not just, you know, get a fucking product and go. So, yeah, <laughs> D was there from the beginning um, with your Land Rover, right? Yep, what exactly. Was it? What Land Rover was it? It was a 2010 Land Rover Defender 90 ice edition that means that it had all the bells and whistles being Ricardo seats heated seats it had the mud tires it had the winch it had the backlight the front so where did you go so we decided to go away a weekend and explore two new tracks that we never done before it was uh Matrosberg for the first time in summer because we always ventured it in winter. And then we also did um, Koningskop, which is uh, on the pass. I forget what the name yeah. of the... Yeah, it's, that's uh, it's pass over between to Citrusdal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picketburg and Citrusdal on the pass. Literally on the pass, if you're coming from Picketburg, you turn left, you go straight through, and you get to Koningskop. Lovely um, uh, camping, uh, camping spot. And they've got two... Uh, four by four tracks. One is a quite an easy trail, 
actually a very easy trail. You can do it with any four by four, four by two vehicle. And it actually takes you to some uh, indigenous paintings as well and a beautiful lookout spot. And then there's uh, the Koningskop trail, which if it will like give the so-called chest on your hair, hair on your chest, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> chest on your hair, of course. Um, <laughs> so we tackled that track. And the beautiful thing about that track is that it's a no, no BS track. Like once you get to the actual gate, you can see already that. So it's beautifully made because <clears throat> if you've done enough four by four tracks, it's actually in sections. The further you go up, the more the obstacle get harder. And there's about four of them where there's a slipway, right? Okay. So all of that sweaty, clammy palms that you get through the track, it takes you to an obscenely beautiful lookout spot that goes pretty much like almost 360 of a Picketberg and Citrus Doll. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, we approached the 4x4 track. It was, really, it was really nice to go through the first three or four obstacles because, uh, like I said, it, builds, it starts building your confidence on the track. It's an easy uphill. It's an easy uphill with enough, enough loose rocks to like make you understand that the vehicle will always try and catch ground to get to the next um, uh, to the next grip and follow through on the obstacle. So obviously we get confident and confident and confident. And, um, and then Thomas was at the beginning was in the front and then I think in one of those we swapped around and I went in front and I got to a split where I got to the first split where it goes, you know, here's a slip lane, easy way up. And then here's the other way where it said, Harachat. Harachat, yeah. Yeah, Harachat. Yeah, Harachat. Yeah. Beautiful harachat. sign, Harachat, with a big warning sign yeah. on it. Yeah. And we did have radios. Like, don't go left. Yeah. And you go totally. What, and which I, direction did you go when they uh, said left? left. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we we go over a single track, cool. Um, and then there is there is um, there's a little obstacle we go over, cool. And then there's a uphill, quite a steep one with loose rocks, and we go over it. And I'm kind of like, was that it? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Cool, go over. The important thing on 4x4 tracks especially, because that teaches you eventually if you are in the middle of Namibia, but whatever, in the middle of your big trip, if you are, you're going to be doing obstacles as such at some point, always wait for your team. So you go over one car at a time, you go over the obstacle, give enough space, and then wait for your team to come through. Yeah, just a, just a quick note on that. Um, don't wait at the other side too close of the obstacle. Because mm. guys will you like see that a lot of time, like dunes yeah. and whatever, and they'll go over the top and then they'll like stop right there, get out mm. to come take a photo, but their car is right there and you need sometimes a little bit of speed or momentum mm -hmm. to get over. And then you have another car waiting for you yeah, right there. Not so, a good vibe. Yeah, drive a little bit further, get out, come <laughs> back, yeah. It's most videos you see on Facebook are about those fails, right? I'm just going to say, I've <laughs> out of experience. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, then, then we come around a pretty much a 90 degree bend, 
So I do see a bit of a bush and a bit of like a momentum pad. And I see in front of me a, a, a hill, a steep hill. And then from a ground that was like loose, rocky and easy to here was a good uphill, a clean rock, which is not a nice thing. And we'll tell you why. Um, a nice big gap on the right hand side. So a nice step. And, and then the landing above. And you're like, sick, that's it. This is when you this is this is when you learn the lesson. So obviously I'm actually not going to tell you what I didn't do, which is obviously what you learned out of this. Why why not? Um because Arkad. Got you. Exactly. So I look at the hill and I see a line, I see the gap on the right and can yes, I interrupt for a second? Of course. So I got to throw a little backstory in here. I forgot. So Davide, years ago, before this defender he's talking about, had another defender, and he went on a 4 by 4 course um, with the gentleman sitting to his right, Rob, who just asked that question. Oh, I didn't recognize him with a beard. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Rob is definitely looking at Davide going like, wait, I taught you all the fucking tricks, my man. <laughs> what, what's going to happen next? If you don't tell us a great story of like, Floored it was easy, and then uh, as, if your story is not boring, there's a problem here, and we might have to have a chat afterwards. Hey, Rob. Yeah, I'm um, just thinking about momentum and traction. Did we ever talk about that? Momentum and traction, the traction. balance between momentum and traction. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Right. And right. all four wheels should touch the ground. No, no, no look, hey, you're on, you're on it. Yeah, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> so cool. The flock engaged because we're going to go into like a problem now, low range, decide to take second gear because it's quite steep. So, you know, you're going to give it a bit of like, a, nice. yeah, yes. give okay, it stick perfect. and then give it momentum and keep it there. So for people that haven't driven a defender, the second gear is quite magic uh, because the thing is, is that it's got a lot of play when it comes to um, problems you can give it a lot of uh, it's so the second gear I feel it's got enough torque to get out of problems and enough length of the gear to give it gas to get out of the problem. So turbos in defenders usually start at 2000 revs. Yeah. So if they work, oof. <laughs> I can see this is going to be an evening of def uh, defending mm -hmm. the defender. Defending the defender. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, correct me if I'm wrong, but between 2,000 revs and 4,000 revs, you've got like quite a nice spot. Yeah. Uh, between 4 and 6, between 4 and 5, you're still going. Close to 6, you really, like, you just have to have, then you have to just work on traction. Then your tires have to be at the, the, your tires have to be at the right pressure and at the right, like, flat, so you've got enough uh, ground uh, ground to grip yeah so cool so I decide second gear cool stick it in sick Thomas I can see him on the side he's arriving he's like plodding along coming to see the next thing and there I go off I go 
from the pad, I start approaching, and on the right-hand side, I see there is the, a lot of rock that is, like, given out, given out. So I keep to the left. Okay, cool. So we're going, going, going. We're going, 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 going up, going up. Get onto that slab of, of, of rock that, I, that I've talked about. Get onto the slab that I've talked about, and then I just feel my right-hand side just, like, whoop, sit into that fall. And just for the audience, because uh, this is they're just listening, they don't mm. can see. Davide literally just slipped off his chair, right? In yeah. explanation of what happened, he just so he yeah, still, yeah. I'm giving like bum you know, gave off. I remember like the vehicle had like Recaro seats, like beautiful racing seats, and I just so I felt like I felt in control of the vehicle, but the rear right tire just slipped into the into that groove. And all of a sudden, I just see the, I could see the mountain top, and I just, the horizon just cleared and turned into blue. And I just hear this like winding noise of the gears, just like not, there's no more rocks. It's just like winding empty. In a very split second, I'm like, sick. The vehicle is actually going back and it's tilting up. My front wheels are off the ground. Um, so, Bronwyn, if you're listening, I know. We <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I've done that before. No one's listening. No? Literally. Okay, not cool. even my mom listens to this. This is just for us. If Bron, if Bron is <laughs> so listening. you can say whatever you want. <laughs> I think like the sheer burst of adrenaline that happened then, knowing that the vehicle was slightly tilting backwards because all the weight now went backwards and the, the vehicle was lifting, I uh, put the clutch in. Yeah. I put the clutch Rob's in. Rob's eyes just, <laughs> just <laughs> turned to the size of a fucking saucer. <laughs> I put He's the clutch happy. in and I literally like I put, I pressed the clutch in and I lifted the brake the, just enough to see the horizon again, <laughs> which was great. And then I started pumping the brake and I left the clutch out again. So I pumped the brake, I left the clutch out. So it went into gear again. The vehicle started rolling backwards. And I just kept pumping the brake, pumping the brake and just keeping the vehicle straight. Um, <laughs> I looked. Were you, in, were you actually in gear? Yes, I was. Okay. I never okay. Kept, took it out of gear. The most beautiful thing was just out of all of this, just looking slightly to my right and the vehicle flying backwards onto the landing pad and onto the edge of the bush was Thomas and the rest of the crew in the vehicle that was waiting on the side with their jaws dropped going, where is he going? Yeah. Most important, when is he stopping? I lifted the foot. I'm sorry. I, I did say I put the foot in, in the clutch, which is, Two things. First of all, it's the first worst reaction you have because you get afraid and you press both. Yeah, it's instinctive. It's exactly. instinctive behavior that in because you want to stop. Right. Yeah. Okay. The moment that I, the moment that I left the clutch was when I saw the vehicle touching the ground. So, my thinking is that either. Uh, the vehicle stalled or 
they were still with the foot in the clutch. So that was so I'm going to go on your foot was on the clutch. Yeah. So but I think that's the lesson. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the two I've lessons, done that before myself. Yeah, yeah so the sure. two lessons are these. First of all, we did walk the track, but I think a little bit of naiveness and a little bit of like uh, Dutch courage and whatnot. Um, Dutch courage given that Thomas... Isn't Dutch courage being drunk? So yeah, not Dutch yeah, guys. I was, I was just going to say, hold on, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> little ego. Yeah, yeah. We had little a little ego. ego. No Dutch yeah. courage. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> we had Dutch courage later. Yeah. <laughs> a lot right. of that, but yeah. no. <laughs> um, thanks, John. Thanks, John. <laughs> David, I just I just want to understand yeah. something. So just just to clarify, yeah. so you so you were coming uh, coming up the the ascent, mm -hmm. and did you lose traction or did the vehicle actually stall? No. I lost traction. I okay. lost traction because when I was coming up, I was keeping the left and then up top, my right rear wheel yeah. slipped into that groove that I was talking about. Right. And that's when it lost. That's when the first wheel went up. And then obviously you, I tried to get out by giving a bit of, by tapping a lot of gas because I still, I knew I still had a bit of my um, um, rev to get out of it. But instead of getting out of it, it moved the vehicle a little bit to the side and the, it started lifting. Yeah. So, was it, so with the nose lifting? Yeah. Okay. So the lesson was that by the talk that we had and by telling you what happened, my foot was definitely on the clutch. No, because, uh, because that was a frightening moment. The only thing I do remember is pumping on the brake, which is what kind of helps. But... That's why the vehicle rolled backwards. Now, the first thing was to get the nose down, which was done. And the second thing was the vehicle rolled backwards in a very dangerous way. Pumping the brake, we all know it kind of helps because it's... Did you manage to get it into reverse when you were coming back down again? No. No, because it happened way too quickly. Okay. Just quick, yeah, look, mm -hmm. I, like I said, I was a spectator from the side. I mean, it happened. It, it, it really was like, oh, wow, David is a, whoa, shit. That was it. It was done that quick. And I think that's what David was also saying. Like, yes, maybe his reaction on the clutch was wrong, but it, it happened in split seconds. Whatever he did with the brake or, or, or lifted the clutch just so it stalls and, you know, skids back, that's what saved him to the back. But that was, it was really like, I mean, my car, first of all, was in the way. Mm -hmm. I barely had time to reverse out of it, but I was kind of already, I think I was in reverse already, just in case. But yeah, that was fast. Now, there was no get it into reverse. It, it, I think the best, the recovery at the end was the best. So, yeah, then Thomas went ahead and we walked it again yeah. and we chose the, the track. The, the important thing also on these, on these obstacles is looking, understanding your vehicle, looking at the width and where all, at all times your vehicles will have, wheels will have traction and then confront the obstacle. And Thomas did it and then it was my turn again and climby palms again and whatnot. And then I just got on and did it exactly the way I was supposed to do it and I got over it. Yeah. And on that note, that sounds very top gear. They might sue us for that one, eh? I don't think so. Oh, they don't even exist. Oh, on that bombshell, no, don't cut that out. <laughs> on that segue, on that, no, we don't do segues. Rob, can we go to you? Yeah. Sick.